Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news and updates is all about crypto's great reset. We look at the big collapses of the market, help us better understand the current market and figure out where we go from here. Should we be confident? Should we be not? Well, first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcast, please give me a rating. Five stars is preferable and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. Today will be a quick one, but a big one. Let's dive right in. I'm going to share my screen and you can click on the links below if you're listening on podcast. All right. Authors Michael Del Castillo and Stephen Ehrlich write for Forbes, Crypto's Great Reset, How Digital Asset Investors Will Recover from the Market's $1 Trillion Meltdown. The authors claim here that there have been five resets in crypto. First, there was 2014 Mt. Gox exchange. Uh, they got hacked. It was a crypto exchange, got hacked. I actually know somebody who owns, who had a bunch of Bitcoin. I think he had like 20 Bitcoin or something. He's so pissed about it. He refuses to buy Bitcoin ever again. Uh, the second, 2016, the DAO hack, 60 million Ethereum was stolen by tricking a smart contract. $80 billion uh, would be the valuation of that now. Interesting thing is, how did these things, how do these contracts, so smart contracts are doing better. Bridges are the big uh, question right now. So bridge hacks, have been happening. We had that big Axie Infinity hack of 600 million, and that was the North Koreans. And well, according based on the information we have available. And uh, the third was 2018 ICO bubble popped. 60% ICO is an internet initial coin offering, similar to an IPO, initial public offering. They just sell the coins to the public. And uh, a lot of that behavior is what kind of creates a lot of the problems between whether these issues are securities or commodities, why they want to figure this out, because people can't just be selling coins to raise money from the public without going through the process of doing so. Um, so 60% of the market at the time was wiped out, and which is about $700 million, uh, but it was mostly shit coins. So Think of like the coins that are just there to make a buck. A lot of people think some of the meme coins are shit coins, but yeah, mostly low quality coins got wiped out. The fourth was in 2020 when COVID hit, 40% of the crypto got market got wiped out. And then finally in 2022, we've had another big collapse and the inflation market de-risking and all brought down further by the Terra Luna crash, $56 billion wiped out. <clears throat> Crypto has also had the same, uh, has had the same amount of massive declines, like big bear markets as a U.S. stock market, but the U.S. stock market's been around for a hundred years and Bitcoin's only been around for 12. So you could say that like every time there's a crash, in theory, the new, stronger, 
corporations and enterprises and teams should replace the ones that failed so that they can last even longer and longer. That's kind of the theory behind it anyway. The recent collapse was made so much worse by the Terra Luna crash. I've been over this many times before, but the U.S. stablecoin Terra was supposed to equal $1. When there was an issue with the peg, there was this mechanism that used Luna, the governance and transaction coin on the Terra Luna blockchain that was supposed to help keep the value at $1. Excuse me. Um, it's a little complicated, but basically they were they were paired together. What was going to happen to one was probably going to happen to the other. Instead of this working, it did not. No one really knows what happened, but there's a lot of speculation that was an attack of the system. But if the stablecoin was supposed to hold at $1, it should have held at $1. Well, like the crashes before this one, the industry has learned something. They're fixing issues and moved on to create something. They're moving on to create something stronger. Stable coins that are physically backed by the underlying asset they claim, plus regular audits for transparency, will likely be the ones used in the, in the future. There is... There is Tether, which is the largest stable coin that says it's backed, but about 40% of its assets are, are commercial paper. They are non-liquid high-risk assets. So those it could be difficult for Tether to make everyone whole if everyone decides to walk up to Tether and claim their dollars worth of uh, their $1 based on for each of the stable coins that they have. But it does seem that algorithmic stablecoins like UST will likely be laid to rest. So now we have physically backed stablecoins like USDC, Gemini Dollar, and Tether, and there's one other one. But these are all, they all claim to have physically backed assets to liquid. So USDC uh, has dollars treasury bonds and t-bills so they are probably the best stable coin in my opinion and the safest that's why i keep the majority of my money in in those well my cash whatever what else have we learned i want to read a couple paragraphs here all right it's a good article you can read it uh it's not all some of it's a lot of repetitive considering like how much we go over on a regular basis. Let's see the pace and methods. Where are we at? Yeah. The pace and methods by which these questions may be answered. So the questions are, has to do with like whether or not we have a stable coin, what went wrong? Well, how can we make this stronger? How can we make this better? How can we come back stronger? Just like we have every other bear market and fix some of these problems. The pace and methods by which these questions may be answered will depend on how the market responds to this sudden shock. Crypto has already lost more than $1 trillion in value over the past six months, which has seen Bitcoin fall from nearly $70,000 to below $30,000. Adding further urgency is the fact that this could be the first macro crypto bear market where institutions such as Tesla have the asset on their balance sheets. In fact, MicroStrategy is the world's largest corporate holder of Bitcoin with a stockpile of 129,000 tokens with an average purchase price of $30,000 is now at a loss for the first time ever. The good news here is that most investors don't seem to be panicking, which should act as a shock absorber for the market. Ironically, that may be due to the fact that investors 
were already taking money off the table when Luna and Terra crashed. The industry had some de-risking in the crypto space even before Terra's collapse, says Managing Director of Global Market Strategy at J.P. Morgan Chase. The mean reversion in Bitcoin began in October, meaning that investors started reducing their bets on crypto in late 2021. So I think that that's interesting. I think that they're basically saying things could have been a lot worse had this kind of come out of nowhere, but the market was already in a process of de-risking, deleveraging, and taking profits. So, so it could have been a lot worse if this kind of thing shocked everybody, but we were already in a downward trend. I mean, ever since January, it was like down, 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 down. So the authors continue on to discuss that this collapse and all things discussed have brought attention to the space by regulators, not that it wasn't already. They go on to talk about how Janet's Secretary Yellen doesn't think that the UST is going to hurt the broader financial world, but this is definitely going to be used as ammunition for why there needs to be regulation for stable coins, which I agree. Why do I not want a stable coin to actually be stable? All right. Um, this has also caused the, caught, caught the attention of entrepreneurs and developers in the space. So let me just read these two paragraphs for you and we'll wrap it up. It would be nice if the, sorry, it would be nice if this saga served as a cautionary tale of excess and led to more responsible forms of innovation in the crypto industry. So the stable coin Terra, you could get 20% interest. So you could take out a ton of leverage and as long as you're leveraged, so let's say you, you get leverage and you were paying 6%, interest, you're still making more than two times that by using that leverage. So imagine if you borrowed $100,000 at 10% interest, but you're making 20%. So you're clearing a solid 10%. And then this crash comes and you don't have the money to shore up the difference and it's dropping so fast. So you get liquidated. So all of a sudden you got to come up with all this money and this kind of causes this Marcus to tumble. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. I didn't say it earlier. Um, okay, so it'd be nice if all this was a cautionary tale of excess and led to more responsible forms of innovation in the crypto industry. One test case could be the novel financial institutions being developed in Wyoming, where Caitlin Long's Custodia is just one of several would-be banks that are looking to introduce responsible forms of finance by rejecting the rehypothecation of assets. Now, I want to just look this up because I don't think that this rehypothecation, here we go. I'm just going to pull up another definition because this says the collocating deposits and lending them to debtors. I'm assuming that is, that's just what banks do. Uh, meaning rehypothecate to pledge as security with delivery of title or possession rehypothecation let's see rehypothecation is when a lender uses an investor's collateral as collateral for one of their own obligations so okay so if i if i put in a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and then they turn around and borrow against my hundred thousand dollars then now now they have a liability to me and the liability to whoever based on one so what they what this bank is doing, Custodia, they're saying that they're not going to do that. But if they're not going to do that, so what? They're going to take my money and lend it to somebody else. 
I guess. So, but they're not going to borrow against it. Interesting. All right. So like, I guess a traditional bank is supposed to do. Uh, She is even looking to offer a stable coin of her own. There's also been growth in the DeFi space, which has had to deal for years with accusations of being nothing more than a Ponzi scheme. It's trying to become more crypto friendly. Two leading platforms, Avi and Compound, have both introduced versions uh, only available to institutions and compounds offering even received a B rating from standard and pours. That's not investment grade. And the protocol itself only has about $150 million in management, but it's a step in the right direction. So I just want, I thought this would be like a great article to share today. I just, uh, I found this and I wanted to share it with you and it just hasn't really had a lot of time. I've been too focused on making sure to keep you updated on where we're at, what's happening, where we're going. But I think that this is a nice addition to that because this is telling you like, hey, every time crypto falls, something is learned and people don't try not to make the same mistakes again. Now that also means doing your own research, making sure you're getting to quality projects and you're not just buying something because there's hype. So what do you think about this? What are your thoughts? Does this give you a little bit of confidence? Please let me know. Leave a comment below. Please like, subscribe, follow. It really helps support me. I really appreciate you. Have a good day. Hot along.